0: Disney's Hollywood Studios turned 30 years old this week, so let's play some Hollywood Studios trivia. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. And welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun, whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida, whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast, and you can email us at contact at sunshinestatepodcast.com. I'm Andy.
1: And I'm Shannon. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. Welcome
0: aboard, everybody.
1: We're here again. How are you
0: doing tonight, Shannon?
1: I am good, Andy. How are you? I
0: am well. Good. I would like to, before we start this week's episode, I want to welcome all of our new listeners that we may have uh, gathered the last week or so that came from PodCoin. Yeah. PodCoin is an app that we just found ourselves Listed at the top of the featured bonus podcasts uh, that that are that are listed on there, which we saw a big spike in listenership. We got a bunch of new subscribers in the last couple of weeks, so we wanted to welcome y'all.
1: Yeah, hopefully you hopefully stick around. Hopefully (laughs) you stick around.
0: (laughs) 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 You're not just listening, you know. For the I I know some of you are doing that. You're Uh like because we're in the bonus section where you get bonus points, and I'll Uh explain what Podcoin is in a second. But I know some of y'all are. Playing our podcast and putting out in volume really, really low <laughs> and just letting it play in the background, not listening because oh, that would be sad. I know. Hopefully, hopefully some of you guys are sticking around, but you know how it goes. Because with Podcoin, it's a fairly new-ish. I don't know how new it is, but it just sort of popped up on our radar recently. It's a it's a podcast player, just like iTunes, yeah. just like all the other ones but when you sign up and when you listen for every like 10 minutes you listen you get a point and then eventually you can trade in those points for gift cards they've got like Amazon gift cards they've got awesome. i think Starbucks and Dunkin yeah. Dunkin Donuts or Dunkin whatever they go by these days so
1: So if they listen to the the podcasts that are in the bonus section, they get
0: one and a half. You get points. one and a half points. So, gotcha. So, anybody who's been listening to us there, if you're if you subscribed and you stuck around, and we we love you.
1: We're so happy. We're you're so here. happy
0: to hear you. Uh, if you've never really been listening for a while, we do listicles. We do reviews of things we've done over the past week. We do trivia shows, which we're going to get around to today, where yes. I sit here and do a bunch of research, and it's kind of a fun way of doing fun facts, but without just me reading facts. I'll quiz Shannon over here. Yeah. And watch her it give could me can happen
1: both either, either way though. You yeah, sorry, right. you did a I've one done for some me. You did quizzes for, for you, you too. You did a
0: quiz for me and I get to watch her give me a blank stare and go, "What?" <laughs> and then uh it's fun. So my
1: blank stares so I'm I'm known for my blank stares.
0: <laughs> we do What's that? Florida face-offs where we take two things that are sort of the same, but not really. Like Animal and,
1: Kingdom and Bush Gardens. Yeah, and
0: compare them. <laughs> um.
1: Comparing and contrast.
0: And this is usually the part of the show right at the beginning where we um, complain about the weather, <laughs> as is custom.
1: <laughs> or we go off on some random tangent. Yep. Yeah.
0: Like yesterday, it was. We went to Siesta Key Beach yesterday for an amateur sandcastle building contest. It was pretty cool. It was. It was a lot smaller
1: scale than I thought it was going to be. It was only a
0: handful of of sandcastles.
1: But the the sandcastles that they that were, I mean, they weren't sandcastles. They were there was a can, castle, but most of them were just sand sculptures. Uh, uh, there was um,
0: a turtle. Well, one guy built a turtle, and then he put a castle on top of the turtle. Right.
1: And there was man, um, s- mermaids, and. There was Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, uh, I know who, The m M&M guys. There
0: was the m M&M guy. When I saw Wreck-It Ralph, I know the kid who decided to eventually smash it. You know what he had to say, right? When he smashed I'm gonna it, it. I'm going to wreck it. Then he wrecked <laughs> yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Of we saw a big Eiffel Tower that was cool. And I took a picture of it. And then 30 seconds later, it fell down. So...
1: Well, some kid knocked yep. it down. Uh, but... All in all I mean I felt like they were pretty impressive amateur and they were yeah these were amateurs
0: these were just anybody who wanted to show up and could build a sandcastle.
1: yeah so. I was impressed by there was the Eiffel Tower was very impressive it was probably five and a half feet it tall. was pretty tall um what was the other one? There was, oh, it was so cool. Somebody made a breakfast platter of pancakes and bacon and eggs. It was really it was neat. Really, yeah. I think that one was my favorite. It was really cool looking. And I was
0: surprised by how many people like respected the sandcastles because yes, I was Key, surprised too. It was packed yesterday. It was packed. It was, it was like 4th of July packed. It
1: was very busy. It took a
0: long time to get parking. But we've, we eventually made it. I did take some pictures of these with my phone. They're not like great, great pictures because I didn't want to drag my good camera out to the sandy beach. But I took a couple of pictures and I will put those, link those to the show notes right after this. Yeah. So if you want to see what some of those look like. There were some pretty cool ones. There were. Yeah. The, yeah. Tur- the, the turtle looked like Crush from... Nemo, from mm-hmm. Finding Nemo with this yeah. big, like, castle on his back. That was and there neat. was
1: Yeah, there was a big castle. It, and it was cool. There was, like, some intricacies to the, te- the to the castle. Like, that the one of the doors was open of the castle. Like, you could, you know, look inside of it. it yeah, was really... h-
0: that seemed hard to do with yeah, sand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it had, like, um you know, holes, like, archways and stuff that, like, you could see through. I was really impressed. I was impressed by all of them, honestly. I thought they were all really good. But some, obviously, were more breathtaking than others i think the
0: crush with the turtle with the crush the turtle with the castle on his back was my favorite there was also a big tower castle that had like darth vader's face at the base did you see that yeah Yeah,
1: that one was cool too it it had
0: nothing to do with star wars (laughs) except darth vader's face was at the bottom and it it was may the 5th when we were there so maybe or may the 4th rather may the 4th so that was like his little wink and a nod to that yeah
1: yeah absolutely So that was fun, though. I'm glad we went. It was a hot, hot day, though.
0: It was. And they
1: had, like, volleyball tournaments going on. It was a crazy day at the beach, I I tell you what, man. I think,
0: yeah, it wasn't, like, a particularly... It was just, like, there was the volleyball tournament going on, and then there was the sand Same sculpture castle, thing yeah. going on, and then just random people who were at the beach so between all that it was this perfect storm of craziness and yeah, it was, and very it was busy. packed it so it was very busy not usually but i think we probably didn't expect it to be as crowded as it was if we had known it would be that packed we probably would have gone to like one of our secret beaches up the road at uh in that area
1: well but i mean i wanted to see those sand sculptures i know that's the main reason we yeah went. that's yeah. the main reason we went so um i'm glad we went it, we had a really good time And we also got some listener mail this week. Um, Yes,
0: we love listener mail. We love (laughs) listener feedback. We love hearing from you guys, and we love uh, reports. If you guys did something really cool, you want to share something with us, definitely hit us up. please,
1: please, please, please. We want to hear from you guys. So last week we talked about um, At The Chosen One, who um, is a, a... we, you know, we had seen his his Twitter handle before, but we didn't put
0: two and two together that he had another podcast that we.
1: Well, so we we have talked about in the friendly past. With. Yeah, we had talked about in the past um, Florida Focus podcast. It's a a Florida sports Florida pod- college football podcast. College football. Yeah. Thank you. So um, they uh, are one of our Patreons and. Are a friend of the show, but we didn't put two and two together because I guess they have a couple of Twitter handles. Um, Right. So this was one of the ones that we didn't know very well. Yeah. I just thought he was somebody. It was somebody different. Yeah. And like, oh, hey, this is the
0: Florida Florida Focus guys. All right. right, Cool. Right.
1: Right. 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 So anyway, um, they actually sent us a audio file so we wanted to play a little bit of that and um talk a little bit about some of the information that they they sent our way
0: yeah we learned some really cool stuff some little insights on some things we talked about last week on the the food show and the animal show so brandon brandon uh stepped up and kind of added some color to that
1: so we're gonna play that for you now and um talk a little bit about it too
2: hey guys this is uh brandon i just wanted to uh send you a slightly different communication this time an audio recording uh so i did want to clarify a couple of things i am a fan of the show uh my twitter handle is the chosen at mb i am also the co-host of florida focus a college football podcast so yes big fan of the show and we're your patreon as well <laughs> or one of the two i guess a uh, couple of thoughts on this week's episode which i really enjoyed the fantastic florida beast the uh skunk ape yep heard about that one that's a uh, crypto for sure uh you had mentioned the Wolf Reserve up in the Panhandle. Cool. Sounds like a, an awesome place. One of the reasons that a lot of the tours like that with aggressive type of animals, or I think they have like a Class 1 or Class 2 certification according to um, like Florida zoos and aquariums, is because uh, the size of smaller humans, like children, uh, represent the size of prey in the natural habitat. So the Heart of Africa tour at Busch Gardens Tampa, for instance, everybody has to be eight years or older because of the lions. And um, I actually did that tour one time. One of the tour guides said even an eight-year-old that was really tiny that met that um, age specification was still eyeballed the entire time by the more aggressive animals, and they never stopped looking at him the entire tour. So that's one of the reasons why they do that. So that's really interesting what
0: he said there about how smaller kids would be looked at as prey by these animals. That totally makes sense.
1: Well, and we actually have – and we've seen ourselves we, seen an example of this. We saw this
0: at Wild Florida and yes. we talked about this on the show. Yeah. We did, yeah. We they have a wild there they have a Florida panther at Wild Florida in an enclosure. Yep. And it's pacing the cage. It's kinda of pacing around. And when we were there, we saw this panther It had its eyes looking off at something. We couldn't really tell what it was, but it was really interested in something, and it was pacing back and forth, looking there.
1: And we look over, and And we see this little girl.
0: Comes around the corner with her dad.
1: Yeah, and she... um, She was
0: maybe four or five years old? She was little, yeah. Yeah, She
1: was a little girl. Uh, I mean, she was... I bet she was even young maybe 3 or 4 years old honestly i mean she was a little kid and that panther um, looking at her like that the panther lunch. didn't really look twice at our kids
0: no at and all. our kids are 10 and 12 yeah so they're so older a little bit larger Yeah. To, to but maybe... this little
1: kid you know probably half their size yeah um what he that panther was just looking at her and kept like walking and then at one point it actually pounced It right. like, toward her and it
0: charges across the cage and bounced yeah. off the, bounced against the the, Glass, the cage, yeah. yeah.
1: And, um, and right at told, her. Yeah. We told the dad that was walking by, where we were like, "God man, God, I I think that that." Panther wants to eat your kid, you know, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, we come here all the time, and that panther always wants to eat her. <laughs> That's so funny. So he knows He's seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That
0: panther sees kids probably all day long, and is always just eyeballing everybody. Yeah. And so, if, and you know, if a panther like that that sees kids all day long, and that has never lost that prey drive, right, you can see why the the wolf sanctuary up in the panhandle. Yeah, that you and need to be older. These places like Bush Gardens that have these animal encounters, they need to have bigger kids where. The tiger, the lion, the wolf isn't going to look at your kid like,
1: right. I want to eat you. Absolutely. Okay, so Brandon had a couple other things. Here Here comes the recording again.
2: Also, to finish the thought on Dark Side of Disney. Yes, this was a book that was published um, early 2000s. I want to say between 2010, 2013, somewhere in that range. And I bought it on Amazon as an ebook. Uh, these were Disney fanatics um, who wanted to give uh, a different perspective on how to enjoy the Disney parks in Orlando. So I mentioned the, uh, the free food. Uh, so yeah, to clarify that, you would just go in and make a plate with a salad on the toppings. Um, you could go to the counter, course, and buy the meat in the bowl for like $9 and then put the toppings on later. They said if you're really feeling guilty and don't want to get the free salad, you can just go up and order fries for like 3 bucks and ask for them on a plate because you don't want to eat them in a bowl or in a cup. And then you put the toppings on top of that. Make your conscience feel a little better. Uh, In the book, The Dark Side of Disney, they also talk about how to get free parking and how to get into the parks for free and a story about how they did so. A lot of this has now been obsoleted by the new – roadways and the new magic bands which weren't i don't think in existence when they wrote that book but they also talk about urban exploring about the guy who went into uh i'm blanking on the water park that's over by the seven seas lagoon uh river country i think sounds familiar where you can supposedly still hear the music and they're planning on redoing something Uh, there's an island that a guy traversed to and he wrote an entire chapter about that So uh, definitely worth the read. I didn't know how far we should dive into their content because it's a little more probably on the borderline PG-13 R rated on some of the stuff, so just be aware of that.
1: So that was the recording that Brandon sent. I'm so glad that he sent that. That's that was awesome. A lot of good information there.
0: I am going to re- check this book out. It's um it's really cheap on Amazon. Like he said he got it as an ebook. I think it was like 5 bucks when I looked it up just recently. It
1: does seem like there's definitely some obsolete points in there now with, you know, the free parking yeah, and Yeah, the free stuff par- like the that. free
0: parking was obsoleted when they gave free parking away to pass holders and now they charge parking for hotel guest members yeah. So that, what we used to do and we kind of always debated whether we should let this out of the bag or not, was when we were pass holders previously to there being free parking included with with pass holders, we used to go into the Magic Kingdom and we'd be like, hey, we're going to have lunch or breakfast at the Polynesian and we would park in the Polynesian. They would just wave us in, no problem. Then from there, we'd be like, tee hee hee, ha ha ha. We'd hop on the monorail and then go right into Magic Kingdom. Um, but like you said, that was a dark, I guess that wasn't really that big of a secret because it uh, was, it was in
1: this book. Well, and they, they, that's no longer possible. So I'm sure they must've figured it out. No, Well,
0: now they charge you to park. <laughs> yes. it, yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: So anywho, um, but thank you, Brandon, so much for sending that over. We love it when we hear back from our listeners. So if you guys, you know, if anybody else wants to send us a, you know something that we can play on the air we'd love to hear from you for sure
0: and check out his podcast that's the florida focus podcast yes uh college football florida college football podcast so room enough for everybody
1: absolutely so this week you've got um we've got a celebration right this past
0: week MGM Studios, as not, it was known,
1: not not known anymore. It, it, it
0: opened as MGM, Disney MGM Studios, and now, we
1: to this day still call it MGM. The old timers all do. Yeah. We, well,
0: I, the old timers, if you've been around for, if you if you lived here previous to what 2008, I want to say, when they changed the name. Yeah, It's still, it'll always be MGM to me, man. (laughs) Right. So it opened as as Disney MGM Studios in 1989 on May 1, 1989. Uh And that uh, means that this week they celebrated their 30th year anniversary, 30 years of that park. That's awesome. And as is custom around here, whenever there's a big birthday, we like to do like a trivia show. This started as just a fun fact show. I think the very first one we did was an animal kingdom, 25 year anniversary. Yep. And or was it 20 maybe? I think it was 20. Yeah. Cause they haven't been around quite that long and it was okay. We just sort of like read fun facts. It was a
1: fun, it was yep. a fun show. We, we got a lot of good feedback on that, but we switched it up a little bit and decided to do trivia instead. Um, and, and quiz each other. Yep. And, and that's, that seems to be um, popular as well with our listeners. So so I'm I'm ready man. I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to stump me. To
0: stump you to el stumpo you. Yeah. So yeah. I take those fun facts and wrap them up into a trivia question so y'all can play along at home a little bit. So I'm gonna, <laughs> with with Shannon yes. and you can yell the answers out if you know them or if not maybe you'll learn something fun. So um, an over over repeating theme here we're going to okay. see is that a lot of these attractions and things didn't start out The way that they finished, like they had, they started as one idea, the idea morphed and evolved and then something totally different came out the other side. So keep that in mind a little bit. So here's the first question. You ready? Ready. All right. The Great Movie Ride was the ride that started it all. It's kind of the cornerstone. It was the centerpiece attraction.
1: It was. It was, and it was located inside the... Chinese theater, the Chinese theater, which was the centerpiece until they added that stupid hat. The,
0: the stupid hat, which blocked it, and they got rid of the stupid hat, and right. now it's back to the way it should be. Right. So, the concept behind the Great Movie Ride evolved and changed since its inception, too. Okay. What was the original plan for the Great Movie Ride? Do you know it? I have multiple choice. Multiple choices multiple, would be
1: very multiple appreciated. Multiple choice, yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> it was a retheme of the Carousel of Progress, with each room being a different classic movie. Okay. A new ride and pavilion at Epcot. A standalone attraction at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California. Or live cast members would recreate scenes from different movies rather than animatronic characters.
1: So you're saying that the Great Movie Ride became what it was, but before it became what it was, it was going to be one of, these, one, of these things. one of these things.
0: So it okay. was either a retheme of Carousel of Progress, or where you go around, or there's a different movie in each scene. That's weird, okay. Uh, a new ride and pavilion at Epcot. Okay. It was a standalone attraction at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. So you go out there to, to California and they would have this alongside the studio, kind of make the studio out there a tourist attraction in itself. But, okay. Or instead of animatronics, they were going to have live cast member actors acting out the scenes as you drove by, which would allow them to change the movies out and have more
1: okay. flexibility. Okay. So the first one sounds weird. Um, the second one sounds like it doesn't fit, like uh, to put movies in Epcot, it doesn't feel like it fits to me. Um, so I'm thinking it's either C or D. Having an attraction at the studios to make that into a tourist attraction sounds cool. And it sounds like it would fit. But it also seems like they're trying to get business done there. Um, and then so what you don't the, want
0: tourists showing up right. so while what you're what drawing was, cartoons. And what was the last one? They were going to kind of leave it the way it is now. But instead of having animatronics, they're going to oh. have live actors out there. Well, there we're are live up.
1: actors in it. I mean, well, there were. Sorry, it's not there anymore. But I know it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, um, there were live actors in it. Even you know, with the animatronics, they incorporated a couple of live actors. Yeah, it was the
0: gangster who comes aboard and the he like gangster. hijacks your truck. Yeah, your and vehicle. Then, and
1: then he comes back. Um, the original narrator comes back in the Indiana Jones scene. And you
0: remember it well. Yeah, you're gonna do good. You're gonna do, you're gonna do pretty good here. <laughs>
1: okay, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with D.
0: Live cast members. See? That's wrong. No. No. All right. How about C? That's wrong again. OK.
1: I hope it wasn't Epcot. because It wouldn't was.
0: Make... It was intended to be a whole new pavilion at Epcot. That just
1: doesn't make sense to me. Epcot wasn't about movies.
0: Well, they were going to kind of shoehorn it in. Okay. So it was originally planned as a new pavilion at Epcot. It was going to be kind of between the land and Journey into Imagination. OK. It was going to be called Great Moments at the Movies. That oh. was the whole the whole thing. The concept was pretty much the same. Like The concept hasn't changed that much. Uh From what it is now, like there's schematics you can look out there and see, you know, Western Street and Gangster Street. And it was going to be kind of a very similar ride, but in Epcot. Mm. Uh, It turns out, though, that up the road down I-4 a little bit, there was another theme park being announced and being built. Yes. Universal Studios. Right. Michael Eisner saw that. He uh, saw the plans for this and he said, hey, guys. Let's let's go big. Let's go big or go home. This is <laughs> right. going to be the cornerstone. This is going to be the, the spaceship Earth of the new park. So okay. we're going to build a whole new park around this. We're going to call it... Gotcha. Eventually, Hollywood and M- Disney's MGM Studios. So, right, started Epcot became okay. some new thing. Well, that's so, interesting. I like stuff like that. I like yeah. hearing how things evolve and changed. So. Yes, and you you're going to hear quite a bit of that here. Okay. So, uh, bonus points. This is not one of my official questions. Oh, geez, we're already into bonus questions. But can you name all twelve great movies?
1: Oh gosh!
0: Double bonus if you Pro- get them in order.
1: <laughs> that's impossible.
0: Two of these, there's no way you're going to know. So, because they don't even really say them in the movie that I recall but if you know them like all right so there's 12 there's 12 movies
1: all right um I and the in order is not gonna happen okay so Wizard of Oz right uh, um Aliens Alien Alien the first one yep um here's looking at you kid uh Humphrey Bogart um
0: Casablanca Casablanca thank that's right you.
1: um Singing in the Rain that's
0: right you're doing good
1: um Sorry, I'll for, sorry for all the ums, guys. But when I think, I say um. Uh, there's that um, one with the rain coming down, um, the fake rain.
0: Yeah, it's a fake rain. It's got rain right in the title of the movie.
1: Uh, not singing in the rain. That's it. Uh, no, no, no. The not that's singing in the rain. Yeah, because there's the one where singing in the rain is where he's like leaning on the, the singing in the
0: rain is the is the, is the movie. You well, got it. I
1: know, I know, singing in the rain. But I'm saying there there's another. There was another movie scene where it was a bunch of dancers with silver stuff coming down. Oh, okay. Down.
0: You're, that's one of the ones you're not gonna know. Yeah. Footlight parade. That's the very first okay. one you see. Now that one actually used to be like considered one of the best animatronics of all of all of Disney. All those dancers used to spin. There was water going around, oh. and then it broke within the first few months. Kind of <laughs> kind similar, of like, Yeti. like Yeti. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And they haven't been able to fix it.
1: Huh. Okay. So see, I did know it. You I got just didn't it. know the name of the movie. Um. Oh, gosh. What else is there? Oh, Indiana you just, Jones, You obviously. just said one. Raiders of Lost Ark. Indiana yep. Jones, like, whatever. Um, there's... One of them
0: is a classic Disney, they... like classic animated Disney.
1: Okay, hold on. So there's, before you get into that, there's there's like a gangster one?
0: That's one of the ones you're never going to get. Um, the Public Enemy with James Cagney.
1: Okay. There's also a cowboy one. Yep. There's two um,
0: cowboy movies together like in one. like a Clint one.
1: Eastwood.
0: That's Fistful of Dollars. Is with that Clint Eastwood. one of That's what right
1: I don't know how many I've got I gotten. Uh, you, I think you got <laughs> two left. Oh, really? The other
0: one you're not going to get in the western room is The Searchers with John Wayne.
1: Okay. I thought I thought there might have been two western ones. You're
0: missing two. You're missing two here. One of them is an animated movie, animated old school Disney, and the other one is like old school Hollywood that was filmed For both of
1: which I would know.
0: You would know one of these. Here's your hint. One of these part, some of these movies have been shot in Florida in a state park in Florida.
1: Uh, that now has
0: monkeys running amok.
1: Oh. um.
0: You got it. You're so close.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Tarzan. Tarzan. I don't
0: want to leave you painfully hanging Thank around that you. long. Thank you. And then um, Fantasia. There's a scene where you see...
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. But that's just a video. That's just it's a, a video. movie So screen.
0: that was supposed to, That's right before you go into Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And that was supposed to be the tornado from Wizard of Oz on that video. Oh. But apparently, I guess there were some rights issues and they couldn't use too much stuff from Wizard of Oz because oh. Disney doesn't really own all these right, things right, right. and a lot of this is the reason that movie ride isn't even there anymore because rights issues came up gotcha. and MGM there was a fallout between MGM and Disney which is why they don't have the name on the place anymore oh. and they said you only have enough rights for some Wizard of Oz stuff so they said well we got this video screen for the tornado what are we going to do with it I'll throw Mickey on there it's Fantasia <laughs> gotcha. so, okay
1: well j- I mean just for the record I think I did pretty well you did
0: really good you did, you did really good uh, you didn't get the ones I knew you were weren't going to get like well, the westerns I knew, of, I knew what they, you knew what they were
1: I, I mean I didn't know the name of the movie but I remember the part in the ride right you
0: know they called it western street and gangster street okay Um, only the front half of the Casablanca airplane was inside the great movie ride okay so when you look at it it is a real plane mm-hmm. but it was too large to fit in the set so they had to cut it in half yes they chopped the tail and end off so when you okay. look at it the tail is missing uh, where is the back half right now the back half of that plane They didn't just recycle it. It's out there somewhere.
1: Do I get multiple choice? Because I think I know the answer to this, but...
0: Is it at the Florida Air Museum, which is off of I-4? We've been there. We have. Is it somewhere in the Magic Kingdom? Is it inside a restaurant as scenery at Hollywood Studios, somewhere else in Hollywood Studios? Or is it used as scenery in the Indiana Jones stunt show?
1: So... I don't believe it's the Indiana Jones stunt show because that's a whole plane in that It is a whole plane, yep. (laughs) Um, So I believe that it is in Jungle Cruise. It is in Jungle Cruise. You know this. (laughs) You are a
0: Disney nerd. That's me. Yep, when you drive by half of an airplane fuselage, that's the exact half of this plane. They cut it in half, they threw it over there. Usually the skipper makes some corny joke about how I used to... Take a what did he say? I was take I went to flight school, but I had to drop out. And he shows the yeah. plane or something they like that. They have a ton of different yeah.
1: jokes. Um, they're all corny though.
0: You could almost do a trivia just around the Great Movie Ride. Uh, <laughs> so there's so much cool, interesting stuff. So all right, cool. A real life crime heist once occurred inside the Great Movie Ride. What happened? Okay. Indy's hat was stolen from the Indiana Jones room. Mary Poppins' umbrella was stolen. Somebody snatched the ruby slippers from Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz room or John Wayne's belt buckle went missing. Which of those real-life crime heists happened in The Great Movie Ride?
1: The only thing that I've ever heard about was that the ruby slippers were stolen. I don't think that that was from The Great Movie Ride, though. I I think that they were stolen from, like, the... Like the real ones, the were Smithsonian stolen. or something. Yeah, something stolen. Danny from something. Ocean broke in and stole the, the rubies. <laughs> yeah, livers. I think the the real ones were stolen. So I, I, I'm assuming that's probably not it.
0: That's uh, it. That's not one of them. Yeah. So, so it's either Indy's hat, Mary Poppins' umbrella with little parrot on the top, or John Wayne's belt buckle. Uh,
1: Mary. Oh, umbrella. Oh, yeah. okay. I I was like, Mary Poppins' hat didn't have the the <laughs> the bird on the, on it. am Mary Poppins, uh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no idea. So this is just a blind guess. So I'm going to say Indiana Jones's hat.
0: Nope, it's John Wayne's belt buckle. Okay, turns out it was the real belt buckle. It was really his. Uh, it was a real. It wasn't just a prop. It was the real thing. Like that seems silly to put. Yes, out it was. Where anyone it was it. a real belt buckle he wore. He owned. He wore it a few movies, and they hmm. put it out there. And one night it went stolen. So
1: yeah.
0: had to have. I'm not. Pointing it had
1: to that, have been a cast member. Yeah, I'm not
0: pointing any fingers, but it had to be an inside job, right? <laughs> who has access to that? Yeah,
1: exactly. And
0: what are you going to do with it after you steal it? Like, Sell oh, it? That's, the, that's the belt buckle I stole from the Sell great it. movie run. I guess, some collector <laughs> who doesn't care to show it yeah. off. Um, so May 1st, 1989, that's 30 years ago, that's the reason we're doing this whole thing. Yep. Uh, the park opened with just five attractions.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I had to look this up because I was curious how much it cost. It was 29 bucks to go. Cool. Disney, uh, one-day ticket was 29 bucks In today's money, that's $59. Wow. So that means now, what is it, like 107 or something like that? Something like so that. it's almost yeah. doubled, like doubled in real money, not just doubled in like yeah. pre-inflation money. Right. That's crazy. So uh, the five attractions, it's so nuts that this place opened with only like five things to do. The Great Movie Ride, the Backstage Studio Tour, that was the best. I wish that was still around. I do too.
1: I miss it so much.
0: Um I just lost my place. Oh, the Monster Sound Show. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of these really. I remember the ones that were You remember the Monster Sound Show? Don't be confused with the one at Universal, the the Monster. They've got a they've got like a horror makeup show there.
1: No, the Monster Sound Show is the one where Isn't that the one where they like do the like rain and they like...
0: Sh- it I think it right. Yeah, yeah they, it was like, so cool. I loved the, that right, one. Right, the Foley artist show. Yeah, it was, was so
1: cool. And like they had clip-clop like you walking across a wooden floor and oh, I just loved that because it was like bringing the magic of movies to life and how it's done. I wish they still
0: did that. They got away from all it that. It was so cool. They really I did loved get away that. From it. Now it's just like ride the movies but that was neat. Uh, the backstage studio tour, I just said the, the magic of Disney animation tour... I don't Super, remember that one. I don't remember that. And I had Superstar Television, I want to say I've been in there kind of. That was one of the attractions. Yeah. So okay. That was. But two more. Two more opened by the end of '89. So by the end of '89, okay. middle of the year they opened in the middle of the year. By the end of the year there was two more. They had a grand total of seven things to do. Okay. What were the next two things to open? And here's your hint: they are still there today. Okay. So what were the next two rides? I don't get a multiple choice. No multiple choice. Just see if you can deduce okay. this one.
1: Ah. Uh, Two more rides. They're not.
0: uh, One of them is a ride, and the other one is a show. There's your other hint.
1: Okay, Indiana Jones.
0: Indiana Jones opened up a few months later. Okay, that opened up in August of '89. It was supposed to be an opening day attraction. It was. It was all ready to go, but I guess they felt it wasn't ready yet. There were still rehearsals and still things to iron out. So that didn't open until August. But then there one more ride did open in December of '89. An official ride. It's still there today. Muppets. That's a show
1: it's kind of a ride the seat shake and not in the
0: muppets they do on shrek
1: oh yeah i guess you're right universal um okay that opened a couple years later hmm it's a ride it's a ride
0: you you're kind of on the right path with what you just said though with the seat shake huh really yeah i don't know tell me star tours what? Star Tours opened in 89. No way. It, well, okay, here's the... It's not the same Star Tours. <laughs> then it was Star Tours. Then it closed in 2010, and then it was upgraded, and they added, they added okay. more stuff. They added the 3D and all that, and now it's called Star Tours The Adventure Continues. So oh, it opened okay. in 2000. It, the original Star Tours the vehicles are kind of the same and the buildings the same but the experience has been all upgraded but that's huh. from 1989. that's awesome 89 i would
1: not have to guess that ever
0: here's one of those questions where we're going to uh, kind of explore where what what could have been what could have been um star tours was not the original f- star wars sorry was not the original film that the first concept of star tours was to be based on. Did that make any sense? I feel yeah. like I just spat out a bunch no, of random words. Okay.
1: Star <laughs> totally T- got it.
0: Star Tours was not the first movie that... that Star Tours was going to be based on. Right. Right. Star- right. Got it. Uh, what movie was the original concept based on?
1: Was it called Star Tours?
0: No. I mean, oh, just okay. a, a motion simulator... I'm like, it has
1: to be Star Trek. Right. A, a motion simulator <laughs>
0: ride of this type. Okay. They had it. an idea, and then they worked on okay. it, and then it eventually gotcha. became this. Was it Star Trek, The Black Hole, Planet of the Apes, or Tron? Which of those movies almost became what is now Star Tours?
1: I feel, I feel like they don't own Star Trek.
0: No, they don't.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, I know they own Tron, because yep. they're making a Tron ride now. Uh, what were the other ones?
0: The Black Hole, Planet of the Apes, is. and Tron.
1: Um, I'm going to go with... Planet of the Apes. That's
0: wrong too. Tron. Tron. No, that's wrong too. <laughs> no,
1: I don't know what the black hole is. It's a. It was a
0: 1979 <laughs> Disney live-action movie oh. that came out. That it was. It's kind of still t- to this day, I guess, considered a bit of a cult classic, cult following. Oh. I remember. I did see it back in the day when I was a kid. I don't really? remember anything. Okay. I remember there was like an evil, scary robot. I remember there was a scene where like a big fireball comes crashing through the ship or space station or whatever. Okay. And then I remember the crazy thing at the end, they like go through the black hole and they like end up in hell. There's like fire and devils and stuff around. I'm like, this is really this is a Disney movie? Really? Really weird, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And maybe I remember some of that from like the trailer. So but it was an actual Disney (laughs) movie. And this was like in the plans for Disneyland in California. They wanted to have a park out there to put in Tomorrowland. They said, okay, the black hole is an IP that we own. We're gonna work on this. Turns out that this was like a late late 70s early 80s idea didn't really happen because they didn't have the technology they did want to let people kind of choose their path by like voting on what we're going to see next star tours eventually became like randomized scenes to kind of incorporate that a little bit the reason it did eventually land on star wars is because george Lu- they had a partnership with george lucas because of captain eo did you know captain eo was produced by george lucas the, nope. The, do you remember Captain EO? The kind of that was the Michael Jackson 3D yeah. movie at Epcot. Uh, yeah, they already had a working relationship with Lucas. Okay, and said, "Hey, we have this cool idea for a motion simulator ride, but we don't really know what to do with it." Star right. Wars would be, and Lucas was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So he helped him out with uh, developing Star Tours, which first opened at Tomorrowland in California and Disneyland, and then it came here. So gotcha. I think that's pretty pretty interesting. Stop, Black hole. I mean, like that's one of those. Yeah, I never heard of could it. Could you imagine that being a thing? I mean, I'm sure it has its fans, but whatever. Um, so speaking of Star Tours, how many different film segments are there in the ride, and how many different possible ride combinations are there?
1: There's a lot. I want to say, I want to say eight
0: eight different segments oh wait
1: is this multiple choice
0: oh uh, no this is one oh. of those things where i'm gonna i want just...
1: to because we had a whole conversation with a girl when yeah. we were when we were pin trading and i, I thought and... of this question
0: then we ran into a <laughs> cast member who knew yeah, all this cool she stuff knew about all the this
1: stuff and she's like i, I want to say she said that there was like eight i want to say eight the word the number eight is sticking with me maybe it was nine
0: no um, you stick on eight you're good okay you're close. so
1: there's like eight different shows but, but then, not, it but is isn't then... eight
0: add one more to that add 10 to that
1: 18. it's 18 different okay, different videos. Okay, okay. Yep. 18 different videos. So then she said and again math is not my strong point guys. So she said there's 18 different videos. So multiply that by I guess how many theaters there are. I don't I I don't know. She did something and she's like so that means there's a combination of there could be at any one time or no no no. Wait, there's different clips that they piece together. Yeah,
0: so there's four so,
1: there's different clips that they piece together. And so she's You're like, there. D- depending on the clips that they piece together, there's 18 different somethings and something different clips, and multiply that, and you get 843 or something like that. I mean, it wasn't that big of a number, but it was like 64 different combinations or something that you could possibly get when you go see a show. So, and she's like, there's a couple that are very rare that you don't get to see very often. But if you, you know, if you get, I think it was, um,
0: well, she Finn. said she said that they made sure they wanted to keep it consistent with the movies and keep it like to, can, like yeah, just and to like, canon well, or because people
1: like, were like we're complaining we're complaining yeah. because I guess Finn went somewhere that Finn couldn't have gone or, or something would, like that. They would say
0: like Darth Vader would show up at the beginning sequence, and then later on you'd see Finn or BBA, and it's yeah, like wait, 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 like, like, you're no, you messing up the timeline. Yeah, exactly. So they changed it so that if. Darth Vader shows up at the beginning you're not going to get any of the The, the new hope yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah the the newer the, the newer characters yeah, yeah like and if, Last you, Jedi if you see right so they did that but um, there's 18 segments. Okay. There's So what, how they do it is there's four different opening segments when you take off. Mm-hmm. There's four different primary segments where it's the next part you go to when yeah. you're flying around. Then it cuts to a hologram. Do you remember you get a message? Yeah. So there's six different holograms. Yeah. And then four different ending destinations. So there's 384 different... Possible ride experiences. Okay, that's if it's completely random. There's probably a little bit less because they say they do lock down
1: certain things, certain
0: things to make sure that it's consistent with
1: the, yeah. the Star
0: Wars canon a little bit. Right. And I heard that when the when the Last Jedi was out, they actually locked down almost everything. So the only planets you would go through were ones from the new the new movies. Yeah, because they didn't want to show old stuff. They were promoting the new movies. Right, right, yeah.
1: right. Yeah. Well, so she's and she said like I think it was Finn and um. What's uh Poe? Po. Yeah, I think it was Finn and Poe. She's like, if you get them, you know that you've gotten a relatively rare one, right. rare one, which I thought was cool. So, um, and then we I haven't seen a Finn. I mean, I ha- we have seen Finn, I think, and Poe in some of them before, but not very often. And we haven't seen them since we found that out. I feel
0: like we get Maz Kamada a lot, or Maz Kam- the girl with the goggles. I feel like we get her the last couple of times we've been have on we? it. I think so, maybe as the as the hologram message.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, it's all cool. It's really cool. I stuff. think it's
0: interesting that they did decide to sort of respect the canon, respect the timeline. I and, think
1: they should have. Yeah. And not totally I, I randomize get the, it. Yeah, right? I get the complaining yeah. about wait, how is, you know, how is Darth Vader greeting us? And then all of a sudden we're with Finn, you know?
0: As long as it wasn't like, as long as it was a good-natured complaint, like a productive complaint. Yeah, not, a, not like... Oh,
1: actually, guys, um, <laughs>
0: BB-8 wouldn't be where Darth Vader is. Like, okay. Right,
1: right. Well, I'm sure there was a few of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure there was. This is Star Wars fans we're talking about. yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, you know, you know, you know we mean that with love. Well, well, we're Star Wars fans, too. We're Star Wars fans, yeah. too. <laughs> okay. Disney MGM Studios was originally intended to be a real working mov- movie and TV studio with real productions mm-hmm. and real film productions would take place, but it never really caught on. They did a few things, but it kind of right. fizzled out, right? What was the biggest reason why it never really took off? Um, was it because most of the actors and crew live out in California and didn't want to keep traveling to Florida for okay. work? Okay. Okay. Is it what? Is it because it was too noisy and too distracting for filming? Okay. Is it because of Florida's wet and stormy weather in the summer was always shutting down productions, or is it because a sinkhole opened up under the largest soundstage and productions became too expensive to insure?
1: Hmm. Um. It could have been any of those things because <laughs> I, I, we have all of those. There, <laughs> we have all of those issues <laughs> occasionally. Um.
0: A sinkhole did open up right next to. Um...
1: So that means it's not that one.
0: <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you there. There's a history of sinkholes out there. There's a there was a sinkhole right near Tower of Terror. They actually had to move where Tower of Terror is over just a little bit because there's like a sinkhole over there. There's a sinkhole in Epcot, too.
1: Okay, but that means that there actually is a sinkhole. means that this one, sinkhole wasn't the answer. I I you gave, gave that away. one away. <laughs> Next week, let's talk about all the sinkholes that are at every tourist destination. Um. Okay, so it was too loud. Was it I too mean, loud
0: and too distracting?
1: California, people don't want to fly all the way over here. I can get that, too. Or was it
0: the wet, stormy, constant thunderstorms we get were always I can, shutting I'm things gonna down? I'm going to go with
1: the thunderstorms because they do... Shut a lot of things down During the summer
0: Nope It's the too noisy And too distracting Okay So If you've ever been on a film set They always Lock it up Everyone has to be really Really yeah, quiet yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like music From outdoors Theme park noises But the thing that really Irritated the heck Out of everybody Was Catastrophe Canyon Which was the The, the part where awesome. you Drove through And the, the place yeah. would flood Yes And then there was A giant explosion Right Well that was really loud And every time that would go off It would get picked up On the microphones Even inside the sound stages
1: Yeah I bet And that's
0: like a major major a ride so that it was either shut down that ride all day while we shoot or let us, you know, shoot somewhere else. Right, 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 right. Catastrophe Canyon was what ultimately
1: too bad and now it's gone. their production. Now it's gone.
0: So there were, it didn't catch on as a studio, but there were a couple of uh, actual, you know, movies and shows that took place there, including one fairly large Disney classic was actually Produced here at at the Animation Studios, the Animation Studios at MGM Studios. Was it The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas, or Mulan? One of those was produced at MGM Studios Hmm. before it became Hollywood Studios. The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas, or Mulan? Which one of those was produced? I'm trying to
1: think like when those were released. You know, Uh, so Pocahontas, I was probably in high school uh and MGM opened in 89 89, yep okay Mulan was a little bit older I mean newer than that so I don't know when Lion King came out Beauty and the Beast I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was Lion King or Beauty and the Beast
0: Mulan Really? Mulan was produced here at MGM Studios. Well,
1: Mulan? huh? Okay. When um, when when did Mulan come out? Do you know?
0: Nineteen ninety eight, I believe. Okay. So, despite the fact that originally it kind of didn't take out take off, but I mean, I guess in animation it kind of it it can, it can work that in because yeah. you're not dealing with live actors, oh, right, and right? 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 Live lines getting caught up on mic, you can sort of okay. You can work around yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Lilo That's and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch and Brother Bear were also produced.
1: Oh, okay. There,
0: including two more non-animated movies, uh, Passenger 57, all the inside the airplane stuff with Wesley Snipes was shot he- here. Okay. And your all-time favorite movie, Ernest Saves Christmas was also
1: That's my shot all-time right favorite here. movie.
0: As far as our listeners know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) guys, I have no feelings towards Ernest Saves Christmas or whatever it was.
0: Here's my favorite question because I just think this is interesting and cool, and I love like rock history and things like that, and just inside inside the music type of stuff. So, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith, opened in July of 1999. Okay, Uh, it was the first Disney coaster to go upside down, and it was the first roller coaster in the world to have a synchronized soundtrack. But Aerosmith was not the first band that was intended for this ride. Okay. They built the whole thing. They built or they built this roller coaster. Yeah. Um, with an other band in mind. Okay. And the other band, they weren't able to secure them, and so they had to kind of fall back onto Aerosmith. So what are my choices? Who was the first? Who was the first band they approached? Uh, the Rolling Stones, U two, Kiss, or <laughs> The Who? The Who. Wow. The Rolling Stones, U2, Kiss or the Who, which one of those was the the band that this thing was actually kind of designed for? This was the they went in intending for this to be the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Rolling Stones, U2, Kiss or the Who. I feel
1: like the Rolling Stones like have like a similar feel to how that that ride is. So I'm going to say the Rolling Stones.
0: That's right. Hey. That's right. So they went in I got one right guys. They went in intending for this to be the Rock and Roller Coaster starring the Rolling Stones. Turned uh, they they approached them Mick Jagger and Keith Richards loved the idea. They were like totally down with it. They wanted okay. to do it. Problem was, they were too expensive. Oh. It was going to cost somewhere between 8 and $10 million every year the ride was open for the music, for the licensing rights, for the music rights, oh. for their faces and all that stuff. Because you know how they, when you walk on Aerosmith, yeah. they greet you and things like that. Right, right, right. Um, So the next band that they approached was U2. Oh, okay. And Bono said, nope, not going to, had nothing to do with that. He just, <laughs> huh. in pure Bono fashion, he Interesting. didn't want to have anything to do with it. So the next band they approached was Kiss. Okay. So this could have been the rock and Roller Coaster starring Kiss. That's odd. Uh, Kiss, we're down with it. Again, they were like the same, same same reaction as uh, the Rolling Stones. They want to do it. Womp womp. Too expensive. Too expensive. Uh, the Who, they never approached The Who. I just threw that one in, in there okay. as the one. Um, but then, so... Aerosmith was like their fourth pick, I guess. How'd you like to be that? <laughs> the reason they went with them, they actually did come pretty cheap. Um, they own Disney owns Touchstone Pictures, who produced Armageddon. Do you remember the soundtrack yeah, totally. Armageddon? So they kind of already had a business relationship with Aerosmith a little bit. Yeah, um, they loved the idea and they agreed to do it for cheap. But they still have to pay them every year. Every, I'm sure every they year do. that ride is open. Yeah. Aerosmith's making money from uh, from the royalties on yeah. that. So, um, pretty neat. You know what I also learned pretty. Recently, when I was doing research for this, they have 60 hours of music that gets played in the queue line of that. Like it's a 60-hour loop.
1: That's cool. That's so a lot of music.
0: If you're ever hanging out, you never will hear the same song twice, huh, unless cool. the line is really, really, really long. That's a
1: long line.
0: <laughs> and every train plays different songs. So if whenever if you get on really? one train, yeah, it's not the same music. Huh. Every train has its own soundtrack. So I didn't,
1: I didn't know that either.
0: Um, this is an easy one. We're going to go across the street to Tower of Terror, which okay. I know is like your favorite ride.
1: It's not my favorite ride, but it's uh, it's up there. I love that ride. This
0: is an easy one because I'm such a dork and whenever I... I, I probably bring this up every, every time other we time, time we're there. <laughs> okay. Uh, the reddish brown color choice for Twilight Zone Tower of Terror was oh, very yeah. deliberate. I know, I know you know this, this but I had to ask it because it's <laughs> a cool fact. Yeah. Why did Disney Imagineers go with that color for the building, that reddish-brown color?
1: You don't have to give me your multiple choice. Did you think of multiple choice? No, because I knew you knew this one. Okay. I won't <laughs> shut up about this.
0: Because this is one of those... Uh, I- like one of those examples of them thinking of everything
1: yeah it's a totally a Disney kind of thing yeah they you know? just thought
0: of it's just it's very genius it's a, it's ingenious why it's this color right. I
1: think so somewhere from Epcot I can't remember where exactly but somewhere from Epcot you can look across the the lake and see Morocco and you can see the Tower of Terror behind yeah, Morocco, Morocco stands
0: out from behind Morocco yeah the Tower of Terror stands Tower out. Of does yeah, yeah that's what I meant
1: stands out from Morocco so they painted the Tower of Terror the same color as the Morocco area area yep. so that it kind of felt like looked like it fit it, in it
0: looks like it's part of morocco right yeah, right yeah i think it's when you're between mexico and the next when you're kind of coming out of mexico you can see walking it toward Fuchola, okay. if you look there you'll see it and you can see it plain as day That's a tower huh. tear you okay. can easily see that's it interesting. is why they colored it that way so that's cool another tower tear question i okay. just i just learned this pretty recently i thought this was really cool uh rod Sterling.
1: i was wondering if there's gonna be any any Rod questions I, on here. I love his voice in yeah. that
0: thing. I just wish I wish I could talk like that. Yeah. Instead I'm stuck with this <laughs> stupid voice. <laughs> um, Rod Serling, the creator of The Twilight Zone also is the host and narrator of The Ride. Yes. I know you know this one by the way but I had to ask because it's part of the I thing. think
1: I, I think I know what you're going to ask me okay. and if it is it's like such a cool fact.
0: Yes. So Rod Serling, the creator of The Twilight Zone also is the host and narrator of The Ride but he passed away in 1975 19 years before The Ride opened. Yes. How did they bring Rod Serling back for his cameo
1: this is so cool you don't have to give me your multiple choice
0: I want to give you my multiple no, choice anyway okay because what if you know someone's listening they want to they want right. to guess
1: okay all right, all, right, all
0: right it's a Rod Serling impersonator it's Rod Serling's son that is Rod Serling <laughs> He came back to life <laughs> through the yeah it's the Twilight Zone yeah, after all right yeah so which is it a is it an impersonator is it his son or that is Rod Serling
1: Oh, those are my options? Those are your those three options, yep. Okay. So here's the long story, the long version of it. Basically, um... Oh, was there a fly? There was a fly and, in my face. I was he's like, I thought he was like giving me some hand no, signal no. or something. <laughs> I
0: was waving a bug that was flying in my face here.
1: So um, it's really kind of cool. So there was this one episode about an elevator, uh, uh, you know, from a long, long time ago, a Twilight Zone, an actual Twilight Zone Apple, uh, can episode. I read,
0: can I read you what he says?
1: No, not yet. You can, but not yet. So there was an actual Twilight episode about an elevator. I don't remember what the episode was about, but he's standing in front of this elevator, and he says some words that Andy's going to read to you in a second. And so they took footage from that. So that actually is Rod Serling. But the other parts that he's talking where it talks more specifically, like he doesn't say anything real specific at that part about the ride. Um, So the other parts where he's talking about the ride and what you're going to do and it's an ordinary maintenance elevator, you know, that whole Mm -hmm. thing. That's an impersonator. And his voice sounds just like him. So the parts where you see Rod Serling, it is Rod Serling. It's footage from a, an original Twilight Zone episode. But all the parts where you're not seeing Rod Serling, and you don't see him very much. He's
0: only up there for a brief second. Yeah, it's
1: funny because you yep. think he's up there a lot because well, his voice sounds yep. your, so your like him. Your memory
0: of the scene is way different than the reality yeah, of it. Yeah, so he's yeah. up there
1: for only a, like a i don't know what maybe five seconds
0: i was going to say less than 10 seconds (laughs) but when you think about he's talking for a long time yeah so
1: you just assume and you see that one footage of him so you assume and it sounds exactly like him so you assume all the speaking is him and it's obviously not it's an impersonator
0: you're very close you're what do you you, mean
1: very close i was right you mostly got
0: it you got a little you got one little detail wrong okay what So he says, Tonight's story of the Twilight Zone is somewhat unique, and it calls for a different kind of introduction. This is a terrible uh, terrible impersonation.
1: It's it's not not that terrible.
0: This, as you may recognize, is a maintenance service elevator, still in operation, waiting for you. We invite you, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this elevator travels directly to the Twilight Zone. (laughs) In the real episode of the show, it's called The Good Life. He actually says... Behind you, you may recognize a map of the United States. So there was no service elevator in the episode.
1: Oh, really? He says, that,
0: as you may, as you may recognize, is a map of the United States. But then they got a voice impersonator. Uh, they actually held auditions for this guy. And Rod Serling's wife was the guy who pick, was the one who picked him. She was the one who picked him. Oh, wow. So this guy sounds exactly like yeah. him. So she signed so off. So
1: right at that map, of, it, it, they cut away from his he, face. They cut
0: away, and he says, is a maintenance service elevator right.
1: so all and, you see him say basically right. is
0: what this is you may that as you may recognize is a and then they cut away maintenance service elevator so it's a sound alike doing everything else
1: is that the only thing he says
0: who rod serling yeah yeah i think he says this he, as you he say like is you recognize is a
1: but does he say like the this is the twilight zone part
0: he's the only words that the actual rod serling says in the video is this, as you may recognize, as soon as he says that, they cut to a shot of the elevator and then the voice actor, the Does voice the sound rest. like takes over from there. He says everything else. That's crazy. So you only see Rod Serling for a couple seconds, but for some reason when you try to remember it, it's... It seems it, like he's on the, on, up, up there like a lot he's more there yeah.
1: because you're associating... The voice sounds so much like him, you just think that... That's him. Right. Yeah. Right. That's cool. That's really cool. And there's all
0: there's a longer intro video but that's all this guy Mark uh, Mark Silverman that he does the entire voice for. And I highly recommend Google Mark Silverman or go on YouTube and look this guy up and watch for videos of him doing the voice because it is so funny. He's been asked, will you ever, like, go on an elevator and just do that? And he says, oh, yeah, for for fun, I've done that. But <laughs> he, He'll talk, oh, God, and he'll just say stuff like, like... This, as you may recognize. This, is you recognize, <laughs> the maintenance service elevator, and this elevator takes us straight to the Twilight Zone, and everyone just cracks up in that voice. So, ah,
1: that's awesome. so fun. That's so cool. I, I guess
0: he goes to, like, fan conventions and things like uh, that, that. That's just, really cool. Just as the voice of that ride. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's pretty neat. That's so
1: neat.
0: Uh, next question. Yes. Um again about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror oh okay Uh, just like Rock and Roller Coaster uh, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror the Twilight Zone was not the first concept that was planned for the the ride okay Uh, what movie did the original plans revolve around okay all right Young Frankenstein The Shining Aliens or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that ride concept had a different I gotcha. movie attached to it.
1: I'm going to say The Shining, just because I think that would be really cool. Uh,
0: the Shining was actually, it was not the first one, but it was one of the ones that was talked about. So okay. kind of like with the rock and roller coaster, they went through one, they went through another, they went yeah, through yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. The original idea was actually Young Frankenstein. Huh. It was going to be called Castle Young Frankenstein after the, well, original was going to be called Castle Young Frankenstein. Then they they decided uh, the Mel Brooks Hollywood Horror Hotel would be a better name for oh, it. This okay. is Eisner talking of Mel Brooks. I guess Michael Eisner was a big fan of Young Frankenstein. Okay, the movie Young Frankenstein almost was one of the movies listed in the big movie ride shown in there too. Okay.
1: Huh.
0: Um, after that that kind of fell through. That was scrapped. Then they approached. Stephen King, they wanted to build the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. And that would actually be pretty cool. That would be very cool. It it
1: reminds me of, like, the um, scene from Ready Player One. Right. Where they're in The Shining movie and they're like...
0: Yes, Freaking and there's an out. elevator in that. Yeah, there's also elevators and aliens, and there's elevators in Willy Wonka, which is kind of why I threw them in there. Gotcha. But um, Eisner always wanted to have like a legitimately scary ride there, and yeah. for some reason, The Shining I could kind of see working a little oh, bit. Oh, I like, totally I could. could. See them yeah, doing that. Absolutely, a bit. totally. Um, he also he did always want to have an alien based ride. Okay. Which is why they put that in. The great movie ride, and then the idea sort of morphed and eventually became Alien Encounter, and then that, that magic that's gone. Yeah, yeah. So the original thing was Young Frankenstein. That didn't happen. Then they approached.
1: Hmm, Steven that's interesting. The Shining,
0: and then eventually they said Twilight Zone is easy. Yeah. And the main reason it's easy is because in typical corporate fashion, Rod, they Ster- own it. Well, no, Rod Sterling was dead and there wasn't really anybody to like fight oh. for the rights and it, became, it came cheap. Gotcha. So, yeah. So it's well, like...
1: And the great thing about Twilight Zone too is that it's a classic. Like it's never going to go out of style. That's
0: the thing. Like yeah. Young Frankenstein is probably... I've seen... That's a good movie. I've seen it a bunch of times, but yeah, I Yeah, but it's not
1: like Twilight Zone. Yeah. I
0: can't imagine it's aged very well. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay, this is one of those ones that I think a lot of people look at and say, "What the heck?" So, uh, inside Hollywood Studios, there's a giant green dinosaur in the water. You ever seen it? The yeah, big, totally. Giant, green it's a dinosaur. giant like
1: brontosaurus. Yeah, or something. there's a big, yeah.
0: big. It's it's an ice cream shop. Yeah. Um. So who who and why is that? Giant green dinosaur there. Why is there a giant green dinosaur in the middle of the lake?
1: Because where else are you going to put an ice cream shop? Exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the answer.
0: Uh, that's the not that's not the answer. Okay. It's a character from the Disney movie The Good Dinosaur. It's mm-hmm. a character from the Disney movie Dinosaur. It's a dinosaur that appeared briefly in Fantasia, or it's not a Disney character at all. It's just a dinosaur. <laughs>
1: The Good One. Dinosaur doesn't make sense because I think it's been there since before The Good Dinosaur came out. Yeah, that came just out. came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know when Dinosaur came out.
0: Late 90s, early two, 2000, 99, 2001, somewhere in that ballpark. I saw that movie. It was okay.
1: I'm going to go... I don't remember a Dinosaur in Fantasia, but I'm not really good about... I, I haven't Everything watched, was in Fantasia. I, I, I don't mean, really remember. I don't really remember. I'm going to go It Doesn't Mean Anything.
0: It does mean something, but it's not a Disney character. That's Gertie the Dinosaur. Gertie the Dinosaur was created as an animated short in 1914. It's widely considered the first actual cartoon character, like cartoon character that had personality rather than just an animated drawing. Okay. And was a major influence in Walt Disney and his style of animation. So that was like Gertie the Dinosaur was something that influenced Walt Disney.
1: Wait, so was that one of the answers?
0: It, so- it's not a Disney character at all, D.
1: Oh, oh, oh! I thought you, I thought, I thought the answer was it just didn't mean anything. Oh, but, it, do, it does mean something. Okay, it's just that it wasn't
0: Disney. Just so like, I got it right. Right. Okay. Just an homage, a tribute to gotcha. to the original.
1: Okay, the that's very cool.
0: first cartoon character.
1: I think that's like the second one I've gotten right. <laughs>
0: The Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, where the show Phantasmic takes place, yes. is the largest Very theater. Very cool show. Yeah, it's a great show. It's the largest theater at Walt Disney World. It's the largest show theater. Okay. Um, at capacity, it can hold how many people? Okay. So um, this, is just, this is just for you to kind of ballpark figure, I think. I don't
1: get a multiple choice.
0: I, I couldn't really think of multiple choice and make it really easy. Here's a, I, I will give you some context, though. The Indiana Jones stunt show holds 2,000 people. At capacity.
1: What Do you, do you know off the top of your head what the um, Animal Kingdom
0: theater I don't. Told? It's comparable to that, though. It seems comparable to that. It does seem But comparable. when you're in that phantasmic theater, it's really big. It's really big and holds a lot of people.
1: Hmm. I'm going to... I'm just going to go crazy and say... Hmm.
0: Say what? How crazy are you going to go? <laughs> How
1: crazy am I going to go? Um, I'm going to go 8,000 people.
0: 8,000 people. You're, you're not far off. It has seating for 6,900 people. So six, almost okay. 7,000 people can sit there and it has a 3,000 standing room, a, a standing room area for 3,000 more. So it can hold up to 9,900 people.
1: I almost said 10,000. Almost Dad, 10. Yeah.
0: If, if it was uh, packed beyond compare.
1: Dang it, man. I almost said 10,000. Okay.
0: I'm, you all would have been only a hundred off. <laughs>
1: Showcase showdown, man. <laughs>
0: and showcase, okay, you would have been—you would have taken home both uh, both showcases.
1: Actually, I would have gone over, so not, I wouldn't have.
0: Wait, with ten thousand? Oh, you would have with ten thousand, yeah. right? And the lake that's around—it's like that huge lake. Yeah, it's only eighteen inches deep. That whole big lake. Wow, who would have thunk it?
1: That's that is interesting because those those are some big boats and things that go by.
0: I think they float by on a rail. They're like oh, on a rail, okay. so and they put some kind of dye in the water, so when you look at it, it doesn't you can't see the bottom, so it doesn't look like it's only eighteen inches. It just looks like this deep deep, deep lagoon. lagoon. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Here's the last question I have for you. Oh, okay, it's about the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Okay, it holds a world record that 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 show does. Um, what world record does the Indiana Jones stunt show this particular hold? Um, world's largest moving set pieces. Okay. World's largest single consumer of propane gas. <laughs> That's funny. A lot of explosions and stuff. Yeah, there right? are most pyrotechnics used in any live performance. Okay. Or the most times the lead cast member has split his pants in front of a crowd of two thousand people. <laughs>
1: That's funny, too. That's because, an inside joke. Yeah, we, we saw that happen, actually.
0: <laughs> we were, Yeah, we were there once, and Indy split his pants, and he had to do the whole show with, like...
1: Well, he ended up changing his pants, like... I think three quarters of the way through. Yeah,
0: but it was the damage had been done. <laughs> yes. And you could see like his And he was
1: wearing white underwear. Yeah, you could see his so whitey tidies right through the, the Brown pants and then one big white white split down the middle. And he
0: made like no effort to like cover it. I don't, think, it. He I don't think he knew. I yeah. don't think he
1: knew for quite a while. He's doing all
0: these stunts and yeah. flipping and jumping around and yeah. you could see his whitey tidies right that through his big crazy. split. That was crazy.
1: That was funny. All right, so...
0: Most uh, world's largest moving set pieces. Okay. Largest consumer of propane gas or the most ty- pyrotechnics used in any live performance.
1: I don't know. I think I'm going to go C.
0: Uh, pyrotechnics? Nope. It's A. Those big, huge set pieces. Really? That move on. You know how like it starts as a town and they break yeah, apart? Yeah, totally.
1: But I wouldn't have thought it was the biggest.
0: Each one of those weighs 100 tons. Yes. And it's the largest moving set pieces. So okay. they actually have to... I don't know if there's a record for the largest set piece that just... That. Sits there. I'm sure yeah. <laughs> there is, but that's not what this is about.
1: All right. Well, that's cool.
0: And the you know what this one was actually kind of interesting. You know how the when the ball rolls down after uh-huh. Indiana and yeah, and they make a joke about how oh it's really really light and yeah. they show those guys pushing, pushing it back it up. up. Yeah. It actually weighs 440 pounds. The ball. That's I.
1: That's a lot. I
0: would have thought because of how easily they push it up. I thought it was like 30 pounds, just full of air, like just yeah. a giant rubber, like a giant, right, like big volleyball almost but um no it weighs quite a bit Hmm. i I mean when you're pushing something you could push a car if it's in neutral yeah
1: but they're pushing it uphill right
0: they're pushing it uphill so
1: i wonder if it's on some kind of like like you know
0: well they're rolling it it's not on like a conveyor belt well it
1: looks like they're rolling it but you don't know that they're actually rolling it you know they could just be like miming the rolling and it's it's actually being pulled up with some kind of pulley system or something
0: i don't know i'd like to see it next time we go i want to check that out but it
1: seems odd to me that like he's running down the middle and he has to like fall at this last part and it's a 440 pound ball you know so if he doesn't fall right as he's supposed to he's getting hit with a 440 pound ball right over him yeah So, I mean, obviously, he's probably running on something that's kind of like lowered down. So, if even if it does hit him, he's probably, yeah, I don't, it's not going to crush him. I but, imagine
0: there's some kind of groove or some yeah. little pocket he jumps into. Right, you.
1: right. But still, I'm getting hit with that ball probably wouldn't tickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: That's all I got. Um, I, I did notice that in a couple weeks, Gatorland is celebrating their 70th anniversary. Oh, uh, I can't promise. I don't know. If, is there enough Gatorland trivia out there to dig up for a show? If <laughs> I there don't is, know. maybe. I'm sure
1: there probably is. Um, but
0: there's an event called Gatorpalooza that they're doing for Gatorland 70. Uh,
1: we should see if we can get to, you know, go to that. Palooza. That'd be really cool. Well, this was fun. I think that there was some really good. Um, Really good trivia in here. I yeah, enjoyed I, it. I
0: just like hearing about how things evolved and came and went. And there was oh, the original plan was for this, but then it eventually became that. And if you guys like stuff like this, there's two really cool YouTube channels I'd like to uh, recommend. One's called Defunct Land. A lot of you guys probably heard of that. Yeah. The other one's called Yesteryear Entertainment, and they just kind of talk about the history of theme park attractions and what what could have been and what was right. and things that are gone and those I love stuff like that So it is it's cool these are always fun to put together
1: and while you're on YouTube you can check out Sunshine State of Mind do uh, it yeah because we have some videos there as well we haven't
0: uploaded a video in a while but we gotta put some more up there we I know. are we're yeah. going to
1: thank you guys so much for listening and if you like this podcast please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family you can find us on Stitcher Spotify Google Play or pretty much anywhere you download a podcast Another more direct way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com, and clicking through on the button that says Become a Patron. It's a safe and secure way that you can support the show, and there are different levels, some of which will give you bonus content and even qualify you as an advertiser on the show. There is also an Amazon link on our webpage. If you click through that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida podcast or search sunshine state of Mind on YouTube and be sure to check out our website at sunshine podcast.com. We will see you guys next time.